Hey, you guys seen Branson? What? Hey, no, um, well, uh, 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 no, I, I haven't. But are you doing? Is that? Is that the Billy Blake's workout? Yeah, yeah. Stop, stop, stop judging me. Are you wearing spandex? Yes. Uh, did did you say did you say something about Branson? Yeah, he's where? Where's he at? Uh. Yeah, he said something about trying to fix the taco machine's existential crisis and that idiocy that got programmed into it about hot dogs being tacos. Yeah, that's awkward. Well, you know what? I did hear a noise like an ejection system going off earlier while I was practicing my Irish Kung Fu here. Wait, what? <laughs> what an idiot. Prepare yourself to discover a world of terrible movies. High above the planet Geekery, a group of intrepid explorers hover over the dangerous planet in their fabulous super-orbital spacecraft. Their mission? To conduct a complete analysis of movies known throughout the universe as Terrible. So grab your space popcorn, grab your freeze-dried ice cream, and join us for today's mission of Discovery and Wonder. Are these movies better than the galaxy thinks? Or do they really belong on the bottom shelf? Hello and welcome to the bottom shelf, the show where we watch critically terrible movies because we have nothing else better to do and we hate our lives. The bottom shelf is an extension of Geek Devotions, the show from Devoted Geeks who are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. So if you do not listen past this moment, know this, you are loved, you are cared for, and there is a plan and a purpose for your life. And since we're releasing this just on St. Patrick's Day, I just want to greet you in Irish and give you a warm Irish um, St. Patrick's Day welcome. So basically, feed a Patrick Court to all of my Irish friends that you're going to be listening to. With that being said, my name is Kevin. I am... My mind just went blank on me. <laughs> and here is my friends, my mates. With that, here is Dallas. Hey, how's it going? Glad to be here today with you guys. Are you glad? I am glad. Super I don't glad. hate my life. <laughs> Do you need a hug? Is no. it because I walked in you with your stretchy pants doing Billy Blankson well, sometimes when workouts? You- Sometimes men wear stretchy pants, you know, for fun. Okay. Uh, for wait, fun. Let me, let do they, wait, do they make you feel pretty, Kevin? <laughs> that got no. awkward. But let me go ahead and just um, turn off. I got to stop this VHS. There. Okay. Hit the stop. Okay. And with that, also, here is John. Say hi, John. Hi, John. Okay, cool. There. We got that out of the way. <laughs> okay. So... We've got some plans and things to do today. Um, as you can see, I was practicing my Irish Kung Fu because of what happened last time. I'm making sure I'm getting myself prepared for that. I, I was, it was not my fault. I might've been in the background, like, like yelling at the guys, maybe screaming where my gold at, but I was not part of putting the bag over your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's why I was looking for Branson uh, myself. Cause he has my burlap sack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what, what you going to do with that burlap sack this time? Uh, that's a big uh, old glass of Nunya. Nunya business. He's All got right. jokes. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, we have a movie to watch. Um, ha- have you been keeping track on Branson on his tracker device? See how he's doing? Because he does. I think he has a tracker device in the suit, right? Mm. I mean, we did implant it into the back of his his ankle when he was asleep the other night. Okay, I didn't know he was in prison. If I can't oh. leave, he can't either. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, like man. I said, we'll, we'll um, you have to we'll expect you have to expect the unexpected. <laughs> now, I do All have right. a movie that I have right here in his VHS. I've been wanting to share with you guys since it's a cult film back in ireland and it's surprisingly about irish kung fu something you might be interested did you say irish kung fu irish kung fu irish ninja is that what you were doing in there just a minute ago 
Yes. Yes. Oh. That's what exactly what I was doing in there. Yeah, it was uh, Billy O'Blanks. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of felt blanked in my mind doing it, but yeah, I did. <laughs> um, what is this film about? <laughs> this film is... Well, I just, oh, it's, it's Irish Kung Fu, but the title of the movie is called Fatal Deviation. It was made in 1998. So Fatal Deviation, it is directed by Shay Casserly and Simon Leisha. It is written, co-produced, cinematography, stunts, casting, and starring James P. Bennett. It also has That's like... Quite a bit of work there. <laughs> yeah, apparently he had full control of the film. Imagine wow. that. It's like his. Is own- he a big shot? Is he like? Is he like a superstar at the time? No, I guess is he like, kind of is figured it, Is this like the Tom Cruise? Is it the top Irish Tom Cruise? Tommy O. Cruise? Think of him more like M Night Shyamalan. He's more like M Night Shyamalan. Oh, yeah. Think of M Night Shyamalan. So Full his control. career is over after this film too. Is this the <laughs> Irish Avatar? <laughs> That's James Cameron. Avatar. Irish last airbender. How about that? It also has Michael Graham from the Irish board band Boyzone, which apparently I've recently discovered nobody doesn't know what I'm talking about because they're actually bigger than NSYNC and um, Backstreet Boys. No idea. They, I guess they just never made it. They never made it here to the states. Like they're just like the second um, highest grossing boy band in the whole world at the time in the nineties. Um, film editor by if you say so I do say so also on um, there's a film editor by John Cook not John Cook that you think of just some random guy he picked up from County Graham to film to do the editing which I think the editing is top notch just from what I'm told oh, yes the editing is top notch in this film I'm sure have you seen this film before uh, no I saw the uh, previews to it Oh, really? Hmm. I wonder what that preview was from. Uh, from the YouTubes. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, there is something right here about the budget and stuff. Did you want to read that? Uh, that we- was information I don't have, but I do have other trivia bits, some of which you've already stepped on. So uh, go ahead and read the budgeting. Okay, the budget, it was um, made with 9,000 Irish pounds. That was before the whole Euro system took over in like that doesn't early sound like 2000s. A lot. No, that's basically about, I'm guessing at this time, if you look back then, that would be like 10,000 American dollars or 1,100 American dollars. That's really cheap for a film. That makes sense for some of the trivia bits that I got. <laughs> Let's hear the trivia bits. Okay, well, this film was shot directly to VHS tape, or I guess uh, I was corrected recently as it's Super VHS. Ooh. Super VHS. Yeah. That that wow. super tape that we shoot movies on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, super VHS. Ugh. Um, this was Ireland's first <laughs> martial art film. So it is. Really? It has some historical merit to it. Okay. Do they do a lot now? They don't do any ninja. I movies. don't know that they've done any since. Like, is this a scene? Uh, one of the cars, one of the car rollover scenes in this movie wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, apparently, the stunt team got carried away, causing a real wreck that nearly killed some of the actors. Oh no! Good <laughs> golly! That's um, terrible. And then, <laughs> and then uh, following this film's release, I guess monk sticks had to be regulated to stem the growth in topless barn fighting. What? I'm sorry. I'm completely lost. I don't understand what that means. What, is happening? what are we about to watch? What have you brought to us, Kevin? What was in this dumpster? <laughs> well, this is the bottom shelf and we like to watch bad movies. So I'm going to point this out from what, if what Kevin's telling me true about, is true about the budget. This had a sixth of the budget as Dark Star. What? How much of the budget did it have of uh, Velocipaster? Oh, let me look it up. Because uh, if I remember Squid right, she said Velocipaster was made for 40 Gs. Yeah, uh, well, Velocipaster, 36 Gs. Okay. 
Still, this either was, way, this is still more money than either than any of us has right now at this moment. <laughs> yeah, but this like, a, if I saved all my money, I could afford to make this movie by myself in a year. You could do it with an iPhone. And really? Because what I seen in the previews, it looked like it was filmed on a Nokia. <laughs> a razor. <laughs> At least oh the gosh. cameras now are high definition, and uh, yeah. Let me give me give me this tape, man. There's there's some warning labels on this. Oh my gosh, John, do you have more trivia about this? Uh, no, there's there's not a lot. Apparently, apparently, and big shocker here, it wasn't. It's not super big in the U.S., so there isn't a whole lot of trivia that I could find. I got gotcha. okay. you. Want to read Warning. the VHS description? Huh? We'll, we'll read that after later. Okay. Warning: We will <laughs> will make you want to live life, love, and survive, or possibly the exact opposite of that. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> John, what do you think of this? Uh, <laughs> trying to find... Oh, there they are. Uh, this label I'm seeing here, it, it, I don't understand it. It doesn't... I mean, it's written in English, but contains skinny knacker? <laughs> what? Are you okay over there, Kevin? Apparently, you- apparently I, I just spoke <laughs> some. Apparently, I just spoke some of that blighty diety die language that Kevin was speaking earlier. Oh gosh! I wonder if any of that actors will find in this film. <laughs> Warning: This movie will look will look bad, and that's not good. What? <laughs> what are we getting into? Oh, sorry. Uh, warning. Shows blood flow in the wrong direction. What? I, I don't even know. Sounds I, like a 1950 <laughs> movies of blood flows in the wrong direction. All right. Well, just do, from the... Do they, does it guys... flow in one direction? Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would get Kevin's goat because apparently he's all up on the up with uh, boy bands. Oh, yeah. Just not the ones here right, in the so... States. Just from what you guys have told me today, uh, my expectations is this is not going to be a good day for me. <laughs> so that's my expectations. How about you guys? Oh, my my expectation for this movie. Uh, Squid's not here to save this one. That's my expectation. <laughs> that's okay. She's not be here. <laughs> I almost made I almost made Dallas spit water out on his microphone. <laughs> we need to make that a thing where we have uh, the squid save. <laughs> All right, Kevin, what's your expectations? Uh, I I really I have no expectations. Like I said, every time I go to a film, I really don't have expectations. But all I've heard from people is. It's a movie you have to watch to to experience at least once in your life, because this but is considered this is considered like I said Ireland's worst film, and it's starting to get the cult following. So, you know, when you get cult followings, it's like we gotta watch the most terrible thing. So, I think that's what this is going after. To be, I'm not sure if it was intentional or not. I guess we'll find out if this is truly one of the worst things we've ever seen in our lives. <clears throat> well. Well then, um, let's uh, let's make this a thing, guys. Yeah, let's do it. Have you have anyone heard anyone from this film? Like anybody? I'm I'm looking at the list of actors on the back of the box. I have no idea who any of these people are. None. There's only one person on here, and he's the what the star of this film, and he works along Van Damme with his stunts in his movies. Oh, so Van Damme's in the movie? We'll find out. Let's see. Okay, here we go. Dear listeners, this is your opportunity to escape. Our crew has just entered into the media projection chamber. What horrors and madness that they consume are unknown. Their mental state upon their return is unknown. You have been warned. Kevin, you're fired. Okay, I'm just going to have to say something. I'm strapping you to the next taco machine we eject out the building. (laughs) 
I believe after all this learning that my Irish Kung Fu and watching bad movies, I'm just going to start practicing meditation. That way it's better than just me sitting around and doing nothing all day. I ha, so much, read the so much I want, so much I want to talk about, but I can't because we're not in that section yet. How about we just skip the section? <laughs> No. Let me read the film description so people will know what we, what we just walked out of. <laughs> what, yeah. what what was just <sighs> inflicted upon us. Uh, all right. A young Kenpo Karate martial artist returns home after 10 years in reform school on a quest to find out who murdered his father. He is befriended by an old monk and a local Irish beauty. His search takes him to the prestigious Valentine martial arts tournament together with his, with his past. The good guy is drawn into conflict with the local drug baron and his son. And the conflict makes the young man face his father's uh, death in a way he could never have imagined. You said father and I tried. I was, <laughs> I was trying to tell. Um, I can't do it. No, you gotta say fodder, 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 fodder. Harder. Have you read the front of this though? Can you read it to you? The tagline of the Go film. Go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. It says it. right here. Oh, uh, I, I should have read this before we went inside. I'm sorry. It says a classic good versus evil action flick mixed with kicks, guns, motorcycles, and a hot babe. I did not see a hot babe in this movie. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, she looks like she could use some dental and some um, advice from how to. I, I didn't see anything good about this film, but we're let's talk about the spoiler-free aspect of it. Um, spoiler-free thing number one, like John said, it was filmed on a flip phone Nokia. <laughs> so that's a I, super VHS. Get it right, <laughs> super VHS. I've seen eight-bit videos that were more clear than this. I don't know if that's true. I, I can't say I have. <laughs> It looked the entire film. It looked like they were in witness protection because it was so blurry. <laughs> <laughs> I I, well, I think I was there's, had- there's loads of fog there, so loads, loads <laughs> of fog, sir. For all I know, we just watched a steaming dog turd on celluloid for about an hour and a half, <laughs> and I was I couldn't be entirely certain. When we got to the accidental car crash, I couldn't even see the car crash. There was just smoke everywhere. <laughs> I, okay, right, Kevin, like, Kevin, can I ask you this? Are there no emission laws in Ireland? <laughs> there is no. It's part because of this film. <laughs> because of this film. Uh, every single dirt bike. And mind you, they weren't motorcycles. They were dirt bikes that they used in this movie. They were dirt bikes. Uh, every single one of them was kicking out blue smoke. Like it, like everybody had blown head gaskets on their bike. <laughs> okay. Um, here's the thing. When people think about Ireland, see all these grand, beautiful pictures they set you and so forth. Those pictures are coming from two places in Ireland, Dublin and Cork. Everywhere else, it's like pure redneck country, and people don't really think of it like that. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. I'm perfectly okay with that. Because the the vehicles and everything else, like, you know, you got got Florida, and then you have California. You go to California, that's where you look at and you see Dublin with politics and everything else. Cars, everything. And then when you go everywhere else, like County Mirth, um, Kilkenny, and everywhere else, you're like, where am I? I'm, I? The land's beautiful and everything else, but why is this guy coming at me with like duct tape around his, his bike and and having like loads of groceries in the back of his bike carrying back to his home in this double wide trailer? Well, that's the true side of Ireland. We just don't want to show you it. <laughs> that's the part. That's the Ireland I know is the green and the. See, I know Ireland's. Oh, you've been there too. No, I ju- I'm just oh. familiar with then it. You don't. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> to quote so about to quote the nuns in Sister Act, man, you don't have to bite the donut to know it's sweet. <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah, I remember I bought so, I bit into a keto donut and it was not sweet. Uh, so about the actual movie itself, um, this film suffers from ridiculous from bad sound bad everything like like there are times where i just couldn't hear things not because of accents but because it was just like their voices were too low and like they had like 
they're trying to they have the sound effects up too loud, but it wasn't like really full. So like there was this really awkward silence at times. Like the whole there's a whole scene in the front end of the movie where we meet our our protagonist and some basically look like um, bulk and skull from Ireland, and like it was just this awkward like really awkwardly shot scene. Like there's a lot of scenes that could have been cut down, pared down uh, to help the pacing of the film. But the pacing was just awkward. This movie, How much short do you want? It's only 75 minutes. I was going to say, this movie's <laughs> only 70 something minutes long, but it felt like it felt like an hour and, a, and three quarters. It really, it felt longer than what it was. Felt like a James Cameron film length. <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh this is a God. film someone I would say have to watch. If you want to know every single bad thing you should not do in the film, this film shows you this is exactly what happens when you do every bad thing against the books. You can watch this movie, and when you watch it, you know none of these punches are connecting. Like, oh, yeah. Like when you can see so- the space between someone's fist and the guy's head, and he still acts like he's been hit. I mean... <laughs> This was this was like watching people LARP. I mean, it's, that's what it felt like. <laughs> someone someone got someone got their Sony Handycam and they they filmed themselves LARPing. Is all that was. Well, you don't want to hurt your friends. <laughs> oh my god! So I mean, he basically got like everyone from his town and County Meth, and he was like, "Okay, guys, here lads, last us. We've got a film to make. I want you to stand behind me because I'm about to enter this film." into this um, um, karate thing because if I get accepted I'll be in future films which he has been in future films he works besides Jean-Claude Van Damme which is quite impressive well, you so can start tell- from here speaking of Van Damme speaking of Van Damme oh my goodness how many pictures of Van Damme did he only I think <laughs> I'm that's sorry not, that's not my problem my problem is how many how many different Van Damme scenes did he directly rob All like it them. was sitting there it was like he put in like a, a he put in the VHS he goes See that? Make that happen. We need to and then this. he just posed to be like, I was like, are we watching Bloodsport all of a sudden? Oh, no, oh, no, no. Because there's so, no budget. Hang, hang on. Hang on to that thought, Dallas, for the spoilers, because I'm going to. I got Bloodsport meets Kickboxer meets everything else. Van Damme's ever so done. much. I, I, I have so much. So much. So, so much. much what? Do do we have any other spoiler-free comments before we jump into the spoiler section? I need to get in the spoiler section because there would you, is. Would you like a picnic? I, I think I, make, I should make a picnic, and we should get some apples and oranges and maybe a bottle of wine. That sounds like a good idea for a picnic. Hey, Kevin. Oh, the, Kevin, Kevin. I got so much to say about the picnic scene. Kevin, close your <laughs> eyes. Close your eyes. <laughs> no, I'm not closing my eyes. Someone told me to close my eyes once, and I was already duct taped to a chair. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> John, take us into the spoiler section. Ladies and gentlemen, the spoiler section. Okay, we're officially in our spoiler section. <laughs> spoiler number one. Uh, what was up with the repetitive, terrible eight late 90s music videos? It was the 90s. That's not what John always says. You don't understand, bro. It's the 90s. It's the thing that they do. It wasn't, dude. That was in the nineties. In the nineties, the music that we listened to had lyrics that would rhyme, and they would make sense, and the songs would be about something. The music video would tell a story. I thought these music told a story. It told you exactly what you're supposed to feel when you're watching the scene. It's like, well, okay, sad. Okay. Let's play the sads. <laughs> this is how this is how the music would go in this movie. Yeah, sometimes life is hard and sad stuff and things happen and they're not good and puppy dogs get hit by cars. (laughs) What? And sometimes girls will leave you. Keep it uh, up, man. <laughs> I mean, seriously, apparently you're enjoying it because over in Ireland, your lines don't have to rhyme or. Well, because they're be supposed good. to tell a story. It's not about it's not about rhyming words. That's how come, you know, I get the same writer who writes the same songs for every other band out here. They just secretly don't say their names. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, the songs, the songs suck. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. 
It was terrible. Okay, so this is one of the worst openings I've ever seen for a film. This is one of the worst films I've ever seen for. I know, but film. I have to say, this is the worst opening I've ever seen. It's like I don't know how to agree. This film. Let's just did throw anybody, some words up. Did anybody see the name of the school of the school that he was it's going to? It's a reform boy school. <laughs> what? He's like, I, I'm 23. I think it's time to leave the boys' school now. <laughs> right. right, but did you see the name of the school? Uh, it was it was the Saint Jean Claude Reform School. No, are you yes. for real? Yes. Oh my gosh! Did you I not want to go back in and confirm? Did you not see all the fifty pictures he had of Jean Claude Van Damme on his I wall? I saw that. I didn't realize it's a school. They were that's yeah. terrible. He found a house. He's like, "This is a house. I'm going to hang this plaque over and let's walk out." And oh my gosh, he had every picture of Jean Claude Van Damme from everything he could printed up. This is what he did. He went down to the local thrift store, bought every frame he could, bought him like a big bulk, printed all the pictures of the library, and just hung them up inside the walls. <laughs> Not okay. good. Like this guy, okay. <laughs> this guy, okay. Two things. Two things about this movie that just rubbed me wrong right off the front. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be Jean-Claude Van Damme in the worst way. Like this is this is beyond this is beyond just similarities. Like this is full on fanfic this is me as jean-claude van damme i'm gonna wear his skin style movie making oh my gosh i think he bought all the oil in bulk from him like the his clothes were 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 exactly the same thing jean-claude would wear in his films the action the 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 scenes in the front end where he's like posing and stretching those are all just direct. Let me just copy what was done in these on the, the I'm doing the splits in the air and meditating. Yeah. All of that. The other thing that really annoyed me about this movie is his character had his exact name. Everyone had their own exact name. That is everyone had their is, exact name. That is bad movie making 101. It's it made just, it easy for everyone to set. So it's like, hey, John. And it was like, what's John? It's like, the only John. Oh, right. <laughs> Should that, I come here? All right. <laughs> that's no bueno. Uh, like the only thing that wasn't Jean Van, Jean Van, Jean Van Van. I can't think of Jean Claude. The only thing that was not a Jean Claude Van Damme ripoff was being trained by Dollar Tree Gandalf. Dollar Tree Gandalf. That's the only thing that was different. Kevin, do they have Kung Fu monks over in Ireland that wear brown robes all over the place like it's not weird? No. <laughs> I, I feel like I mean, this- now it would probably be different like if you're in Dublin, but. Those are a bunch of idiots still in Dublin. But anyways, other than that, ignore that. I feel like this movie misrepresents Ireland. And, and on the behalf of this movie, Ireland, I want to apologize to you. Okay, this movie like, perfectly represents Ireland and what it's like day by day, day life in County Mets. <laughs> the people with their haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> what the clothes they wear? Oh, it is like, clothing. <laughs> like as far as like even the story itself, like walking through the story, it was so difficult to follow what was going on. Partially because the pacing made it so hard to be invested in anything, but the cutovers and everything else, you're just like, what is even happening in this movie? Like I, I was legitimately, I lost track of the fact that there was. Why was? Why did he have to fight in the tournament? I missed the fact why he had to fight in the tournament to make the bad guys look bad. Okay. I guess that's the answer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it just, uh, it's all, I had no reason to be invested, uh, but he also had to fight. He, he needed to, cause like he got invited in the tournament and he's like, Oh, yay! but then apparently the, and I'm using this phrase very loosely, but I'm using, I'm going to use the terminology going to use the terminology that the movie makers used the air quotes babe was kidnapped by the bad guys and so he had to lose in the term tournament if he was going to uh save her so and then uh obi-wan mick kenobi 
uh, <laughs> told him, you must use the force and beat him. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm, I'm sitting here watching this movie and I'm like, I'm watching kickboxer. Like this is kickboxer. Yeah. That's all this movie is. It's kickboxer. You know, if they could get like five more, Irish Kung Fu people and had them been on a team, it would have been best of the best. Like this is the most like if this movie was made in the eighties, it would have been a hit. Just the terrible yeah. competition Kung Fu movies. Totally. Cause I mean, that was all the rage in the eighties. You had kickboxer, blood sport, best of the best. Blood sport Two, blood sport Two, the karate kid. <laughs> I was wondering. I feel like Karate Kid had a little bit more story than Bloodsport, but it's all the same. It's just there was a there was an infatuation with kung fu tournaments. You know, I mean, Stephen Stephen Seagal had a career in the late eighties and early nineties. He did. He did. He was not a good actor. (laughs) Let me ask this. Let me ask this. Are we being too harsh on the film because we are so removed, not just by time? But by American culture, like, while Kevin here, he's our resident Irishman. He's still, I mean, you're pretty, you're an American Irishman for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. you have a, you have a very American mindset about things. So are we just too separated from it to appreciate it? No. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin's like, everything you're saying is correct. Keep on saying it. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if we're going that far. <laughs> um, so I, I, I was going to, uh, crap, I had my mind. I was going to say in the beginning, I suddenly remember, I remembered something. Um, as I'm watching the movie, everybody walks everywhere. I don't understand because people have bicycles, they ride buses. And I'm just now probably realizing why they never had any transportation is because he wrecked the car at the very end of the movie. So they ha- so that was the very first probably scene he had to do. And they're like, okay, we already got rid of the biggest, um, most action scene done. So that was our car to go back and forth with. So we have no more cars except for the rest of these bikes and one car left. So let's use that because um, buses in Ireland run fantastic. Every 30 yeah. minutes, every 30 minutes, another bus coming. So when people's like, I couldn't ride the bus. I'm like, no, you couldn't afford to ride the bus. They probably use every penny has, so they probably couldn't afford it. So I guess as soon as the bus already drove by, it's like, okay, let's let's shoot the scene and have me walk here. I'm like, everybody knows you don't have to walk down any of these streets. A bus will pick you up. In fact, a bus driver may be nice enough and go like, you know what? I'll give you a ride from here to there and just don't say nothing to anybody. I'll just turn my head the other way. I'm like, why is he walking everywhere? None of these streets you have to walk down. Maybe he wants the exercise, Kevin. Did you think of that? Yeah, I think he was he was so much like trying to warm down from all of his workouts that he's trying to show off his muscles. Okay, this guy looks pretty freaking good. I'm gonna be honest. Like he's physique. Like he has been trained for this. Oh, he's no 23 doubt. in this film. No doubt. He was I, uh, He on. was cut. He was cut, but the fact of it is is that he just couldn't act. Like it no. was nobody in this film delivered a single believable line. Oh, I think At the most all. believable. I think the most believable ones was those thirty-five-year-olds in the grocery store taking away the old man's cart. <laughs> I don't think they knew we were in the movie. <laughs> the people in the grocery store and they were in the movie. I think they're looking around like, "What's happening?" Oh, speaking of that beginning, what was up with that? Stick my foot in your face, and then you run off. It was. It was a. It was a movie. scene from a Van Damme movie. I'm just. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it wasn't even like it wasn't good. It wasn't intimidating. It was just like. He didn't kick his foot up there. He's just like slowly raised his foot and he's like, here's my foot. And the other guy is like, oh, athlete's foot, run. <laughs> those two guys that you've seen, those were the directors of the film. I don't. That's why they, that's why they look still 35 year olds. Like, wait a minute, you're the directors of this film. And it's like, you couldn't find any teenagers to do this. You could find teenagers to do this kind of crap. It was just so bad. <laughs> he sees the guys, he's like, Picking on a woman and they don't do any. I mean, yeah, they're stupid. They throw away food and everything else. But he goes and kicks him right in the balls and kicks him against the paper tower. <laughs> I'm like, you're doing more damage than they are. 
He was. It's not. It's not nice. It's not nice to pick on a lady. Go play on someone your own size. <laughs> oh my gosh! He just pops out of nowhere. Oh. <laughs> There's, There's so many scene. five minute scenes of him cleaning areas and, and doing something in an abandoned land. Oh my gosh! It's like he's not even trying. It's like here's how a five much, minute scene. How much of this movie was somebody doing? magic kung fu gestures at a fireplace or in the air well see like real talk real talk about that here's my head here's a theory what if he never intended for this to be a movie but rather this was like plan nine from outer space he had a series of test shots of doing stuff and then he went hey let's make a movie around these test shots what if he had just gone out in the middle of nowhere, did a whole bunch of test shots of him doing Kung Fu stuff to try to get into actual Kung Fu stuff. And he's like, hmm, let me make a movie out of these. Which well, is, that's exactly what it says. Because he had to prove that he had had some, something of, fe- of a feature link. He had to be in the entry level of something. So he just went around and just created something. He's like, mm. I have to enter something inside this film festival right, to prove that-, that I can actually film something and that I actually do karate. Which but that's he's that's, a black belt in like three different forms of, of kung fu butt tongue. <clears throat> that's not what Dallas is saying though. Like he like he's just saying like the kung fu that's just like what the dude's dad was doing the whole entire time and stuff like that was just a bunch of test shots and they built a movie around it. Um but I will I would say if you want to believe that, Dallas, you're welcome to, but that also means that you didn't watch after the movie was over with during the blooper reels because they showed them literally filming those parts. Oh, I know. I know. I want to ignore that part, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying, I'm trying to explain it away. Like there, there are so many things that were just so terrible. Like example, the, the, the cutaways when he's they're they're at the, they're at the park having a a picnic and all of a sudden, like they, he closes his eyes. All of a sudden there's a shock on his face. Where did this old man appear from? Is he a ninja? Did he just like psh, ninja teleport right there or something like that? Ninja man. How did he get there with a shotgun? I got two words for you. I got two words for you. Leprechaun magic. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to sign your shoes, boy. <laughs> uh, you took me gold. You shot my boy. Me boy. Me boy. <laughs> me boy. <laughs> uh, no. <sighs> And I'm going to say something I never thought I would say. I felt that the sex scene in Velocipaster was more tasteful than the retro <laughs> than the sex scene that was in this movie. That was just awkwardly thrown in. Just, it was the most awkward five seconds that was in this it was, film. Like, it was like, uh, these five seconds, this five seconds felt like an entire five minutes. And I'm like, why is this in here? This has no purpose. Like all these flat, when did the flashback scenes like these are supposed to be flashback scenes of scenes that we already saw. We don't see any of these flashback scenes at all whatsoever. Like when did this happen when she was um he, his flashback heartfelt memories is when she's riding the bike. He's on top of the bike shooting the gun like that wasn't in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that a fun moment for you? He's like, yeah. oh, I love the I love the feeling of bullets whizzing past my ear. Don't you oh. dear. It's romantic. <laughs> All his fun moments was beating and killing guys. <laughs> because it gets all to like karate beating people up and everything. It's just randomly just popping up just to save this um, blonde woman. And okay. it, nothing happens until right when it hits that, uh, what was it, the motorcycle scene. Then it's like, okay, now we got to go full killing on them. But it's like, do you even know these guys? Why are you killing them? You don't. Even, they're not even near you. Why are you going out of your way to chase these guys on the bikes in the woods to go punching them, kicking them, killing them. I just had the thought that that scene felt a little bit like an homage to the Endor scene, the Endor speed bike scene in Return <laughs> of the Jedi. Just to do it. <laughs> At least that scene had more purpose than this one. Uh, how many Star Wars references? Are, like last last episode, there was a Star Wars conversation. I'm just this saying. episode, the Star Wars. Uh, oh, and if we want to reference the last episode too, I'm going to say I am offended at their use of shotguns in this movie again. 
<laughs> yes. He's using like I've a super soaker pump trigger, pump trigger, pump trigger, pump trigger. It's like, dude, you're not even flat like a full okay. pump. You're I'm just like going away at it. And not only that, but you watch the guys who have like the sawed off shotguns. They have the uh-huh. most apathetic looks on their faces while they're just trying to mow down this guy with the bajillion shells that are in these <laughs> sawed off shotguns. And when they pull the trigger, there's no kick. There is no kick to this gun. If you have a sawed off, I am sorry, but if you have a sawed off shotgun, that thing's going to buck on you. I don't <laughs> care how strong you are. That thing's going to buck. And they're just like, this is my shotgun. <laughs> The, their use of guns was terrible to begin with. Like, like when, like when, uh, when, when I wish I was John Claude Van Damme picked up the gun the first time, like his, his fingers are on the trigger and like he's pulling the trigger multiple times while he's like checking the chamber. I'm like, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden another guy comes up and appears to shoot him, but doesn't. He's kind of following shooting back at at the guy. Like, like it's or, like these guys have never seen a gun. Or when he pulls the Daffy Duck shooting maneuver, when there's two <laughs> people on the other side, you know, when Daffy Duck's like, he went that way. Yeah. And and crosses his arms and points in opposite directions. Except he's doing that with his guns when there's people on opposite sides of him. I have an idea. Why not just stick your arms straight out and <laughs> have more accuracy and control over what you're doing? If it wasn't for the fact, I know for a fact that equilibrium came out after this film i would have thought he was just that they were just trying to, to copy equilibrium do some sort of gung fu stuff it was it was offensive to me as a as a firearm a trained firearm owner it just no 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 <laughs> you okay there kevin i wonder if i'm just waiting to finish that's all uh-huh. <laughs> looking a little blue kevin dabba dee dabba die Oh, he did part played loads of um, Tomb Raider games. Probably got that for that. <laughs> I wasn't sure oh, if you guys wanted God. to talk about the Irish Godfather scene. Oh, Please bring that up. Yes, let's, let's, bring let's up, talk Kevin. about that. Kevin, lead us up in the conversation. I think he paid this person in Tullamore Dew and Jameson because he couldn't put down his glass. You see that <laughs> one scene when he's right there talking to um, Mikey. From the boys uh-huh. guy. and he's right there holding the glass, and he's like, 10 seconds to put the glass down." And he's like, "It's going there," and he couldn't be, he couldn't remember his lines. He couldn't say <laughs> things properly because I'm just listening to. It's like, dude, you're stumbling over your lines, even with the cuts they're putting inside. He looks directly in the camera. <laughs> that one scene. Oh my god! That gosh. dude looked more in the camera than the priest did in, in Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yes. Oh, it shows the old, oh, that old wizard guy. What was you said? The, the Dollar Tree the Gandalf? Dollar Tree Gandalf. He, 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 he hangs this thing like Martin Luther printing off a scroll and hammers it to a tree. Yeah, it's on, it's on regular printer paper <laughs> oh with a picture God. of a scroll on it. <laughs> this is the past for like, generations. He couldn't even think of like make us a, a paper feel old or anything he's like i'm printing this one off this is something i'm just going to use my um what, what's it called the photoshop take away the ten commandments and put this on and just hammer to a tree behold the ancient art of clip art <laughs> like i was half surprised and had the little tear off piece of papers on the side for the scantron to hold on to the printer <laughs> So you expect to see Clippy in the bottom corner. I see you're making a tournament <laughs> invitation. <laughs> no one sees us. <laughs> the memes that we have to create for this thing. <laughs> but I want to talk about my most favorite scene in this movie. There's one scene I absolutely, I, I say I love in this movie because it just, I, 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 I'm sorry, but it's the bar fight scene. That scene <laughs> was so top notch. <laughs> he filmed this. I, I bet you he filmed this on a Sunday afternoon when there's not a single soul around. And you had those two guys who's like guarding the bar. I'm like, wait a minute. 
Why are they guarding? There's no one around. Can't put him inside. He goes inside and sees those um those monks inside are drinking and playing ball. <laughs> he just oh put everybody's like, hey, everybody from the village, since you're not going to church or you're or you're calling out or whatever, come inside this bar and let's let's drink and let's shoot the scene. Oh. <laughs> Everything he did, he's like, that was straight blueprint from uh, I know I can't remember what John Claude movie that was from, but that was blueprint even the camera moves in when that guy pours the smithwicks but yeah when i see that when he's like pours and i was like you intentionally pour it you can't even pour it over bad you just like here you go pour it over and punches and kicks the guys and has that shock (laughs) cause him a racist name (laughs) uh <laughs> Do we have anything else of value to add to this conversation? There was nothing this? of value in this movie to even discuss. How am I supposed to add value to it? <laughs> I mean, I'm that girl just pop. The girl I'm just not- pops up every once in a while in the film. <laughs> it's like, wait, where'd you come from? All of a sudden, she's gone. She's fighting, and she's also in back, and they're both dressed up. Like, where are you getting your clothes from? Why are you so dressed up? <laughs> I mean, honestly. This movie, this movie parallels Velocipaster so much in my head, mm-hmm. but in the same sense, I have to appreciate Velocipaster more because Velocipaster was being intentionally stupid, whereas this one was actually making an, a genuine effort and just failing on every single level. Right. So it's just like, which one is the worst tragedy? <laughs> You can see he was trying. You can see, even though he was trying, failing at everything. Is it, you want to talk is about? It, is it worse to fail on purpose or on accident? That's the question. I think it's worse to, to fail on purpose than on accident. I always think it's forced to fail on purpose because you're intentionally trying to do um, something wrong. And it's like, okay, you have, you're not even, I, I, I appreciate someone who tries to do something but fail and then learn from their mistakes and someone who's failing on purpose just to say, Hey, we're a cult um, status. I'm like, no, now you're trying. Well, okay. Here's a question. Did he learn from his mistakes? Did he make, he himself produce better films? Not stuff that he guessed it in, but did he produce better films later? Yeah. Okay. Higher what? budget ones. I mean, yeah, it's, it's okay. something we really hurt. It's just like something you get from like um, extreme Asia, um, videos and so forth where he trains other people in the martial arts because this is what he loves. He loves martial arts. He loves right. doing karate. Like I said, he has black belts on um, now at that time it was three. Now it's like six different trainings. He, he, he has his own studio, which I know he trained out here in California and he trains back in Ireland people how to do martial arts. So basically he's Chuck McNorris. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't have, well, I think he has a beard now. <laughs> Hey John. Yeah. I just I just looked the dude up on IMDb. Yeah. He was in Kickboxer. Doesn't retaliation. Does not surprise me. Well, that sounds like it was like one of the direct video sequels that they made for Kickboxer. It is. Yes. Uh but it doesn't surprise me. I mean that I'm surprised that he that guy didn't go out of his way to try to have a romantic relationship with Jean-Claude Van Damme to be perfectly honest. I don't know. I mean, he, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at his IMDb. He legitimately got to work with Jean Claude. So several I times. Applaud him. Several I applaud times. him for that. I applaud that he had a goal and he he reached it. He goes, "Hey, I'm going to do this," and he did. So well done to you, sir. Uh, well done indeed. This is a little off the topic, but we've we've been discussing things and it keeps popping in my head. And it, it's about a movie that will never be on this show. But do you do you know who originally was screen tested to play as the Predator? in the Predator movies. Jean-Claude, right? Yeah. 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 Isn't that wild? That is crazy. Yeah. He didn't like the color suit. He All thought right. that oh, that man. was the actual no. Predator. I, I, I don't think so we're going to be able to say anything without just him running around like, the pink hey, suit. like, wait, this movie some more. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're starting to go down a hole. Um, well, you don't want to talk about the Mortal Kombat scene using the Matrix green filter? <laughs> Dude, okay, okay. They picked that. They picked the biggest Irishman they found, like was eight feet tall. I'm like, dude, this guy's stacked and tall, and he's the American guy. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you said the words Mortal Kombat because that just reminded me of something. 
in this movie, oh, no. every time they showed the compound where the where the Mick Godfather was uh, was stationed at, they would play oh, this right. gong sound. Yeah. Was anybody else? Like, <laughs> was anybody else expecting the Mortal Kombat theme song to start every time they hit that? Like it's the exact note, just a boing. And I'm expecting to hear <laughs> it, test your mic. Do 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 do. It would have made it better. Do, 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 do. It would have made the movie better. <laughs> I was expecting like Bruce Lee to be jumping out of the corner or something. It's just every time they hit that gong, it was the right note for the right duration. And it was just like Mortal Kombat. Anyway, I digress. I I want I, I wanted I wanted to I think if the I hate saying this, but I think a good soundtrack could have saved this movie. That's a long way to go. I think, I think, well, let's get to the ratings because I, I'm about to tip my hand here. So, all right. Well, let's say this right, film has three endings. Rating. So, you know, you gotta make sure when you watch the movie, if you see the first ending, that's not the ending. It's going to go again. It's going to keep on going to get the, the final ending. It's like, okay, now the movie's over. <laughs> that's true. All right, John, what is your, your rating, sir? Okay. So, like I said, I think if this movie had a decent soundtrack, it would have saved this movie. And when I say saved this movie, I'm not saying it would have put it on the middle shelf. I think if it would have had a decent soundtrack, it would have saved it in that. I wouldn't feel compelled to throw it in the dumpster fire because that's where I'm rating it. This movie is a giant dumpster fire. I didn't enjoy it the whole time. The whole entire time I was watching it, I was thinking about getting up and making something to eat. Like there was nothing that was the only thing that kept me watching this movie was because I had to for the show. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to finish it. I didn't want to watch it. I kept like this movie. When a movie feels longer than what it is, it's overstayed. It's welcome. And it felt too Mm -hmm. long after 10 minutes. Yeah. And so I'm just, I wasn't entertained. There was nothing redemptive to it. There was no, it, it just dumpster fire, stick it in the fire. Let's burn it. I'll put it on top of Ong. <laughs> for Kevin. How about you, man? What, what's your, your final rating? My final rating for this film is the bottom shelf. The reason why I say the bottom shelf is because I think this is something someone should watch just because it had to at least watch once to acknowledge and understand everything you should not do into a film. This is what you see. That way it gives you a blueprint. It's like, Hey, I want to make a movie, but what should I not do here? Watch this movie right here. And this, I will, this will explain to you. And you don't, you don't need a degree or anything. This will explain to you and everything you should not do in the film. This is what happens when you try to make a film and you have passion. You want to make a film that you'd love to do. But this shows you everything you should not do. This is the kind of music you do not play into a film. This is not the type of edits, whatever the edits were, because this was, um, oh my, the, he- the edits was a headache in this film. You don't do the edits <laughs> this way. You have a, a cohesive storyline from beginning to end to know and tell the people why, what was fatal deviation? What was fatal deviation? Because the monks said that at the fighting scene, like they'd start chanting all together. Fatal deviation. Fatal deviation. I'm like, Thank you. what is fatal deviation? It. Didn't even explain it. I'm like, what is happening here? Yeah. I, I, I'm straight up going, did I miss it? Did I have an ADD moment and just lose time in the film? Where did he explain fatal deviation? Where where was, what was the fire stick scene? What was that? At least have the monk. <laughs> if, you're, if you already, you train karate, you train kung fu. <laughs> you could not afford or find any of your students and yellow belt, red belt, whatever belt, to be in the karate film with you, you find everybody else, come on. Say, hey, I'll knock off 100 pounds off of your monthly thing if you just start in my karate film. You could do that. You bro, could do that. Bro. <coughs> yeah, this was early 90s. I'm sure money was probably... Shut up about your early 90s, 80s, I'm tired of hearing you. Money, money was probably <laughs> tight during the time. So, pause, you know... Pause, 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 pause. You said the wrong words. This was not early 90s, John. This was 1998, John. Fine. This was the 90s. Money was probably tight for them. What they probably, what it probably was, if you like take the soundtrack that they had off there and played what was really going on, they probably had some Chemical Brothers or 
the crystal method going and they couldn't afford glow sticks. So they were rolling E and just having their own personal rave with fire sticks is all that was terrible. That's terrible. Geek devotions does not promote drug use and paraphernalia. (laughs) I mean, at least it had a cool car crash and watch him explode. as He jumps off the screen. (laughs) Despite the fact that it wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. Oh, oh, and did everybody notice? Did everybody notice that all the cars in the action scenes had their w- windshields taken out of them? Yes, <sighs> because they couldn't get past. I had a feeling it was because they couldn't get past the glare. Yeah, that's why. It had to be the biggest thing. All right, all right, Dallas. We this, have this man tried. This man tried, and everyone. I, I guess they did try. So it wasn't like they were doing this on purpose. He had intention on why he did it. So you know, we I would ha- appreciate that. But, we yeah. we have a dumpster fire. We have a bottom shelf. Where are you putting this movie, Dallas? Oh, it's clearly it's going to go on the top shelf for me. And uh, you shut so. your dirty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I, Kevin already pulled that in the last episode. Don't do that again. <laughs> what did you call me? A cheeky blunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was for the me. poster design. That's what that was. <laughs> for me, legitimately. I have a lot of grace for small films and for people trying to do stuff. Don't do this to me, Dallas. I try to put my head, okay, 98, you know, this is a time frame of, of Highlander, the, the TV series. That was awkward at times. I never um, watched Highlander. Um, they had a I budget. Know, I'd rather, <laughs> <laughs> I would say this. This film, he tried. He had passion. He had he had a goal, and he accomplished his goal. He he worked with, with Jean Claude, but this is not a movie that I can recommend to anybody because it's not good. I never want to watch this movie again. This is going in the dumpster fire yes. right now. Burn that Just sucker! Throw it in the dumpster. Fire. Light it up, Kevin. Pull out the flamethrower and light her up. You can go ahead and light it up. <laughs> I know. I I can I can understand if anybody throws this in the dump fire. I can understand. I really do. I'm yeah. not even mad so this, for those decisions. It's a disputed Toss dumpster you. fire. Toss it in there. Light her up. All right. Well, now that we got the bonfire going and we're getting out the hot dogs for the cookout, let's go ahead and uh, swing on over to the wheat connection section. Um, why we're cooking hot dogs? Why can't we just cook something like shepherd's pie? What? I'm just trying to, I'm trying to think of every racist thing that, um, John would say to me right now. I've given Kevin Stockholm syndrome. He is stereotyping himself now. Have I gaslit you that much? Kevin, I am so sorry. I hurt you. I, I must make reparations. I'll make sure to have plenty of potatoes and. And O'Doul's here when you show up. I don't even drink O'Doul's. <laughs> That's stuff you get to high schoolers. All right. Weak Connections, everybody. This is a Weak Connection. Much love to Matt for that. I'm going to say that every single time because that is an amazing take. <laughs> All right. Weak Connection. This is where we draw some sort of weak connection from the films that we endure and um, give it some sort of hope. Give it some sort of spirituality. And uh, <coughs> this is a, this film. Um, I have a weak connection for us, guys. I'm glad somebody does. Um, I'm glad somebody does because I don't have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is inspired by uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation Gandalf. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, and that is simply this, this is an older gentleman who has been around for a while. He had purpose and his purpose was at one point in time to train, um, the dude's dad. Like that's what that was. That was, I know we didn't talk about it very much, but that was the thing. He trained the kid's dad and now he's here. He's an older gentleman and there's a lot of older folks. Just being real with you. There's a lot of older folks who have served a purpose. They lived a life. And they get towards the end of their life and they go, what's my purpose? What's my point? I feel like I have nothing left to give. This guy 
for whatever reasons, not sure because the movie's incomprehensible to understand, felt like he had a purpose still. And he trained this young man up. He, he gave life. He passed on something to this young man who needed some guidance. He needed some direction uh, to get to a tournament that nobody understood. But <laughs> still, that's, he, he sought purpose and he gave life. And at the same time, this young man had to be willing to accept that. He had, this young man had to be able to go, I need this older gentleman's help. I need him to help guide me. I need him to help to pour life into me. He still has something to give. And so my encouragement is simply this, whether you're one of those individuals who are on the upper end of the spectrum, uh, I know we have several people who listen to the show who are, are, uh, are up in age, if you will. And, um, you still have purpose. You're not done. Your journey is not done. There's still more for you to do and for you to pass down. And I want to encourage you pass down your stories, pass down who, what you have. Maybe you feel like you're in a situation where nobody's there to listen to you. Write that sucker down, you know, um, start a podcast, tell stories. I don't care, but pass it down. And I want to encourage younger individuals to listen, listen to the, the elders around you. Take time just to sit down with some older people that are in your life your grandparents, maybe your, your, your mom and dad, maybe, maybe some old folks at your church or your job and just ask them questions, ask them about their life. You'd be surprised what you learn and how you personally can grow from being in a relationship with these individuals. So that is my weak connection. As you were talking, Dallas, I actually came up with a weak connection. Let's go, man. Cause you put a thought in my brain and I was able to build it out. Granted, it's not going to be as fleshed out as yours was, but my weak connection actually comes from Proverbs 22, six, which is train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm. And in this movie, we see several scenes of Jimmy when he was a child being trained up by his father to defend himself and, to do what's right in the face of adversity. Um, and as he grows older, he carries that out through this film, trying to defend those uh, around him in the face of adversity from the Mick Godfather. Uh, <laughs> and so just like him, uh, uh, you know, uh, Christian adults should train up their children to do what is right. And, you know, they won't depart from it sometimes they might walk away, but you know, they're always going to have that seed within them and they have the ability to return to it. So there is encouragement there as well as instruction. So I'm just going to put that out there as well. Word. I like it. Even for means That's blowing great. off the Godfather's head off with a shotgun. Hey, you know, oh, good God. It, it would <laughs> have been a lovely date picnic. Would have been better if he would have used a tent spike. I mean, we're getting biblical there. Yeah, we, we, we can go like, you know, like <laughs> David's like, hey, I cut off this giant's head. Here you go. <laughs> I mean, just saying. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's our, uh, our uh, <laughs> awkward <weak> silence. <laughs> well, that's our weak connection for you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, it has been a blast uh, talking about this film. Thank you, Kevin, for pulling this out of the dumpster and and showing it to us because now, now I can say I've experienced something new. So, Kevin, where can people find you? You can find me where you can find me. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, expect the unexpected. Find me in places you'll never know. <laughs> You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram. Um, you can find me here in Jacksonville, Florida, minding my business. <laughs> <laughs> find me under, under as the oh, Dapper Bane Reviews. Funny. John, how can people find you, bud? Uh, you can find me all over the place uh, playing games with strangers, the bottom shelf, uh, my band Mezzanine. Uh, I play Nick. Uh, Foster on Supersonic Pod Comics, The Randoms, uh, We Read Allegedly is coming soon, uh, Primitive Rhythm Machine, I think I got everything on there. Uh, <clears throat> April coming up is going to be Superhero Month. Uh, we are going to be doing the Captain America movie, not from the MCU, mind you. It's going to be the uh, 1990 Captain America. And then we're going to take another one. 
Oh, there was one another one. There was one in 1990, sir. And then we are uh, also doing The Punisher from 1989 starring Dolph Lundgren. So good times to be had there. So Dallas, why don't you go ahead and close this out for us? All right. Well, guys, I'm excited about what's coming down the pipeline. I hope you guys are too. Uh, if you want to connect with me, you find me at geekdevotions.com uh, for all things geek, geek devotions, including the bottom shelf and special announcement for everybody here. Um, in August, uh, we are going to be at an event called GeekCon. Uh, geek Devotions is going to have a booth. And uh, fun story, uh, Kevin and John will both be there also. And so if you guys want to come up and meet the entire team of the bottom shelf at GeekCon, come say hi. Am I being there? I, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm trying to be there but we'll, we'll find out we, we maybe kevin maybe not may not be there uh he maybe have a, a burlap sack over his head and john in the background trying to take his gold still he's gonna give me his gold shut up i'll do my best to be there at the con i can't guarantee anything cosplay as die- a cosplay as a leprechaun kevin i am not cosplaying as a leprechaun <laughs> i am not doing that do it no uh, who knows i might die in a car crash doing some fatal deviation with a car. Okay. It might explode. And I am, I apologize in advance you should that happens. Dress up like a Kung Fu leprechaun. I am oh not doing gosh. a Kung Fu leprechaun. Get the leprechaun out of your head. Okay. There's so much others. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I go as, um, was the faceless ghost from, um, spirited away. That's I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing no face, bro. I've, I've already, no face. Put- yeah, I already have my costume for No Face. Yeah, well, I'll have one when I'm down there, too. We're planning on that. Maybe I'll come as uh, Spider-Man Noir. <laughs> That'd be cool, actually. That'd be lit. Maybe yeah. I'll come as Fat Prince. Okay, so with that... <laughs> All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening to our podcast. And uh, if you like the show, please like, rate, subscribe. That puts us in, for- in front of other like-minded individuals. Uh, and, you know... Uh, feel free to tell somebody about this podcast that helps us out a lot. And, uh, until next time, love and peace, peace and love. Yeah. Peace. Good night, everybody.